You're listening to Weld Found, a podcast about belonging in an age of social isolation and disconnection. This is the second episode, Courageous Women and the County That Loves Them. A lot of music in today's episode, and I think you're going to love it. Quick note, this show is releasing on Monday, August 26th. That's on purpose, as it is Women's Equality Day, where as a nation we celebrate the 19th Amendment, giving women voting rights. Also about this day, there are five days left to apply for a grant at the Women's Fund. They grant to programs and organizations that support girls and women in Weld County. Last year gave more than $55,000 to this cause. Go to weldwomensfund.org slash grants if you're interested. If you're hearing about this too late for this year, no problem. Now you're aware that this is in your community for next year. Tell someone about it who might want to apply. Let's begin our show. We're going to start very soon. <laughs> We're waiting for the last few people to get in. It's at 5 o'clock, so thank you for showing up early. Turn this up a little bit for those in the back. But thanks for being here uh, and showing up early. It's such a treat to be here at the Greenland Museum. This is Neela Pekarik. Last January, she did a special presentation at the Greeley History Museum. Neela's fairly well known in the music world. Her career started when she answered an ad on Craigslist asking for a cello player and then became a founding member of the Lumineers. She's now embarking on a solo career, going out on her own with an album about Weld County's frontier powerhouse, Rattlesnake Kate. She performed back in January on what happens to be one of my favorite nights of the year, the father-daughter dance. Greeley puts this on, and each year I take my three daughters, who are now nine, seven, and four, and we dress up, we have cookies, and take photos, and play games, we dance our hearts out. But this year, we stopped by this concert first, before the dance. I wanted my kids to hear this. Music about the bold rattlesnake Kate from an artist willing to put herself on the line and go solo. Many parents know this. This job isn't easy. <laughs> I have hopes and dreams and fears when it comes to raising my kids. And a big one is how do I raise my daughters to be courageous? I want them to take chances, to be strong and believe in themselves. I want them to learn how to fail and then to learn that, that failing isn't the end of the world. They can learn from it and get back up and try again. And I, I hope, I hope they know they have my full support and freedom to be who they're meant to be in complete equality. Neela began to play her cello through a looping station, creating this ambient sound that slowly quieted the crowd. And it hit me sitting there, all dressed up with my daughters, just how excited I am about their futures. And I'm so thankful for people going before them, giving them permission to forge those new paths. We're calling this episode Courageous Women and the County That Loves Them. We'll hear about Neela's project first, and then have a great conversation with the director of the Women's Fund, Katie Schiltz. And then we'll close with Mary Claxton, she just started a band with her husband and close friend Hayden Farr. The band is called Trash Cat. Friends, have courage. We're going some good places today. 
Welcome to Weld Found. Huge thanks to Weld Community Foundation for making this episode possible. For more information, you can head to weldcommunityfoundation.org. The crowd is hushed and ready. Let's begin. for being here. Uh, my name is Neela Pekarik, and I was a student up here at UNC many moons ago. And uh, during my time here, um, I passed through this museum, and that trip would change my life, uh, because I came across this exhibit about a northern Colorado hometown hero by the name of Rattlesnake Kate. And if you've been downstairs, you've seen her infamous snake dress that's on display. Um, I'm so grateful that the Greeley Museum has preserved this story, and now I'm on a mission to share it outside of Greeley. Um, and so I wrote a whole record about her life, and um, I found her to be someone that really pushed the boundaries of what it meant to be a woman, and what it meant to be feminine, and she was very outspoken and very independent, and I was very inspired by all those things. Um, I imagine you're familiar with the story, but I'll tell it anyway, that in 1925, Kate found herself in a pretty, uh, let's call it a harrowing situation. She was out gathering these wounded ducks to bring home for dinner with her three-year-old son when she encountered this rattlesnake migration. And in order to protect her son and herself, she proceeded to kill these snakes, beginning with her rifle, and moving on when she ran out of bullets to a sign that was located next to her that said no hunting on it. She did not follow the rules and uh, she killed 140 snakes and lived to tell the tale. Um, and so the song I want to play today is about that rattlesnake encounter. I called it the attack. And then a rattlesnake attack She saw just one snake Then two, then ten Pulled out a twenty-two rifle And the massacre began Before too long She had no bullets left Grabbed a sign right out of the ground And clobbered them to death Snake attack, a rattlesnake attack. 
from Neela Pekarik's new album, Rattlesnake, available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, really anywhere you get your music. You can also see the dress that Kate Slaughterback made back in 1925 from all those killed rattlesnakes on display at the Greeley History Museum. It is really quite impressive. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> all right. What did Rand tell you about me? <laughs> that infectious laugh is from our next guest, who sat down to talk about the compelling vision behind the Women's Fund, which is a nonprofit here in Weld County that we should all be aware of. Mm-hmm. My name is Katie Schultz, and I'm the current board president for the Women's Fund of Weld County. Our purpose is to go out and fundraise and then in turn find women and girl initiatives here in Weld County to help support um, not so much a hand out, but a hand up to help women and girls have better opportunities than our in our county. So I, I'm a Fort Collins native, born and raised, and got married uh, three and a half years ago and moved to Greeley. And as soon as I got here, I knew I wanted to get involved. Um, my background is in philanthropy. I worked for multiple foundations and nonprofits and just know the importance of giving back, um, not only as somebody that worked in the field, but also as a beneficiary at times. You know, I've received a scholarship or two and definitely have appreciated the the big vision that philanthropists have towards helping other people. 
And so when I got here to Greeley, I reached out to my friend and I said, hey, I know you're super involved in the community. Where do you think I would be a good fit? And she goes, oh my gosh, you need to join the Women's Fund of Weld County Board. Um, they would love to have you and to have you help fundraise with them. I was like, okay, great. What do they do? Who are they? Let's go. And so I had my board interview and sure enough, I got approved to, to join. And that was right after I moved here three and a half years ago. Um, there are powerful, strong, really amazing women on that board. And I, honestly, at the first meeting, I looked around and thought, whew, I am out of my depth at this table. These ladies are go-getters. And as we sat there and talked, I, I realized, yes, they're incredible, but they're incredible because of why they were at the table. They themselves knew how important it was to empower women and girls for the betterment of our entire community. It's not just about that one girl. It's not just about that one woman. It's about them then taking what they've learned and taking it back to their families, taking it back to their schools, and sharing it with the people that they come in contact with. Um, it really felt like a place I could give of my time and my talent and my treasure, <laughs> um, but to have this exponential impact on my community. Last year, 2018, we ended up just having a banner year. It was incredible. Uh, we had decadent desserts, blew the doors off of it, people came from all over and gave really generously. It was an exciting event. Decadent Desserts is our signature event. It's uh, annually held in the spring and it's just what you think desserts. <laughs> the ladies come, they eat their desserts, they purchase tags to get a, a purse. It's just fun. It's a, truly a treasured event here, I think, in, in Greeley and in Weld County. So then from there, that helps us shape what we're going to do the rest of the year as far as our granting goes. Uh, we also have an endowment, which is a big part that sets us sets us apart from other women's giving circles. We're very blessed by the vision that the founding members had to establish the endowment here with the Community Foundation, but then to give regularly to it each year. So this, this past year in 2018, we were able to give every organization that had approached us for a grant that qualified, we do have pretty strict requirements, um, but all of those organizations that came to us, we funded them, which was $55,000. So on top of that, we were also able to give $32,000 back to our endowment. So that pot of money is just gonna keep growing and growing, and we're gonna see the benefit of it for generations to come. We just last week had one of our grantee recipients come to our board meeting and present. And her name is Lori. She is helping with the, the program called Power Up. And it's an after-school program for girls that are in junior high. All women can attest that junior high is a hard time. Um, and she came and she was talking about the impact that our dollars had. Um, we did fund them to the maximum amount that they had requested. That lady has taken our money and is creating an incredible force of change. It's exciting. So not only was the, the money able to create some evidence-based 
really solid programming for these girls, but Lori had the vision to create a curriculum that can now be packaged up and provided to anybody in the county who is interested um, in putting this, this programming in place for free. So you've got boys and girls clubs that can benefit from it. You've got any kind of after school programming, even schools, any type of program or organization that works with girls in this age group can go to Power Up and get this programming for free, which is fantastic. I mean, gosh, we thought we were going to help maybe 100 girls, and now we could potentially have that programming because of the Women's Fund support of it impact every single female in junior high in our county. That's exciting. I have been married before and my first marriage was really, really rough. I ended up in an abusive relationship and it did not end well. And so I remember feeling at my lowest, deepest, darkest during those days when I was when I was actually separating and moving out. Um, there were some really sad and hard things that I had to go through. And part of why I had to, I felt I needed to get out was my, my own self-esteem had completely disappeared. And I really didn't feel that I added anything to my family, to my community, to my job. And I remember being able to look back now to where I'm, I'm not in that same place. I am happy. I know what I can bring to an organization. I know the fun I have in my family with my husband and my dog. You know, life is just a much brighter place. But I also know that I probably wouldn't have got out of that space without strong women coming alongside me to show me that there's bigger and better things for me in my life. And so if the money that we raise with the Women's Fund can help plant those seeds in girls so that they don't end up in the situation I did, but then can also reach out to women when they're feeling their deepest and darkest and help them come out of it. I think at the end of the day, that's when I will know that we have succeeded. You can find more about the Women's Fund of Weld County at weldwomensfund.org. There you can read about grant opportunities, stories about who they've supported, and also get their calendar of events if you want to get involved. Friends, we're going to do a hard pivot for this next segment. Mary Claxton is an educator and musician in town. I think this is the best way to describe where we're going. She leads her band, Trash Cat, with songs she's written on a specially designed ukulele that has like an electric guitar sound while her best friend, Hayden Farr, plays Barry saxophone and her husband plays drums. What I'm trying to say is this is going to be a little bizarre for some of your ears, but stay open to the experience of this music. Uh, it was made, it was inspired by cartoons uh, with a laugh that's just lurking underneath. Give it a chance, because I think you're going to love it. So here we go. Oh, 
just when you wrote that, what kind of like what were you trying to uh, evoke and? What's going on in your like, brain and your uh, uh, for the listener? I really want like this whole album and like the vibe of the band to be like when you're experiencing it, you are it's transporting you to a different place. Okay. And so it was like, I want you to feel like you're in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> cat city. Cat, cat city? Cat city. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's where we're at. That's where this all takes place. Yeah. In trash city. <laughs> in trash city. <laughs> oh. oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, my God. So I didn't, I didn't realize that that was kind of the, the um, heart behind the project is kind of a, um, yeah. I, a, like, trans, a, trans, a transformational, transportive uh, environment. And I, I think in all seriousness, like all this music came out of Hayden and I watching cartoons and writing songs about the cartoons. I do feel like part of the vibe of the band is that it's fun and it's like cheeky. But some of the, like, a lot of the songs are deeply serious. Yeah. Like, they're either, like, deeply serious or they're not at all. Yeah. So we have a love song to David Bowie. <laughs> we have a song very loosely based on an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. Um, we have a really, like, island beat fun <laughs> tune. Um, we have a, our most electronic song, which is a song from a like a five-year-old's perspective about being grown up. Um, show me like a couple of the favorite tracks. Yeah, this one is a like is one of like the like it's it's funny. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, but I think it's like probably the truest expression of myself mm. on the album. Okay. Like when I think about it, so. straw girl standing in the field the crow on my shoulder knows I'm not real I am the ghost that haunts your attic I am the voice of white noise static I'm not really summer fake so don't give me more than I
This is, I mean, pretty transparently about imposter syndrome. Yeah. So I, like many other people, just have felt in my music career specifically, particularly, but in other areas of my life as well, that like at any moment people are going to figure out that I don't really know what I'm doing and it's going to be so embarrassing for me and it would be, you know, like... I don't want to put myself out there until I know I'm ready. And this project is just throwing that whole idea in my own face. Like it's been, it's moved really fast uh, to the point where I have not been able to overthink it. And I think that's something Hayden and I like have always challenged ourselves with the songs. When it comes to the lyrics, it's like, okay, let's not overthink the lyrics, like if I want to have a line about Eddie Murphy or Scooby-Doo masks, I'm just going to put it in the song and not worry if that is too ridiculous, which it probably is, but I think that um, I love ridiculous things and I am kind of ridiculous and just this project is about embracing that. And I really think about when I first started playing out, like playing gigs, of my own music at Patrick's Pub and I was so nervous to play open mic night to which nobody pays attention that I would be borderline in tears because I was just really nervous about messing up and uh, what I've found is you just do it yeah. you just like push through it and um, the time I wrote this song actually this is like probably the oldest song on the album because I wrote it before we were a band um, and I wrote it when I was teaching and I think that that is a huge part of it um, for me because um, I just saw a meme this morning that actually made me think of this song and it was like um, someone was saying they have an anxiety loophole where if someone else in their situation is as, at least uncomfortable as they are they suddenly can do the thing, quote unquote. And when I found, when I was writing with my students, I had to free myself of my own anxieties in order for them to be able to do the same thing. It's like, if I can't be less wrapped up in my own head than a 13 year old kid, that's a problem, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so I wanted to write this song to give myself and then by extension my students the space to stop worrying so much about whether or not they belong in a situation. So this first album from Trash Cat was made possible by the Arts Alive grant. 
which is a fund held here where I work at the Weld Community Foundation. It alternates years, awarding to an individual one year and then an organization doing something involved in the arts the next. We were all wrapped up with the interview when Mary gave this last picture of what happened when she found out she was awarded the grant. When I got the letter, like the grant award, I cried because it was like so, I was like, oh my God, I've been wanting to do this for so long and was unwilling to invest that amount of money in myself. And now in, the, in hindsight, I'm like, I, I, I would maybe do that in the future. Yeah. But I think like that initial push of being like, we have all come together and agreed that you are worth this money was like, oh my God, <laughs> go on. <laughs> but no, it meant a ton. I really did. Like, I, like Brian was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. To close this episode, can we go back to my three daughters and I? We're all dressed up, about to go to the dance. And we're listening to Nila Pekerik, quieting the crowd gently with her cello and these ambient sounds. And I'm thinking about their future. What does it mean for my daughters to be courageous? I think it looks like Mary pushing through her insecurities and imposter syndrome to create something absolutely unique. It looks like Katie Schultz going through a relationship that falls apart and comes out the other side with a willingness to get involved and help others. It looks like someone leaving a wildly successful band like the Lumineers because she knows she knows she has a story she needs to tell. And it looks like Rattlesnake Kate becoming a legend, breaking the rules. And I think I need to state here that in all these stories, it wasn't just someone taking it all alone. Along each turn was a community coming alongside and affirming and helping and cheering on these women. And I'm just so thankful for this courage. And I'm so excited for the future my daughters have in store for them. Special thanks to Dave Farrell, professor at Ames Community College who helped with sound engineering for this episode. And thanks to Nila Pekarik, the Greeley History Museum, Katie Schultz, the Women's Fund of Weld County, Mary Claxton of Trash Cat. Their stories made this show happen. And finally, thanks to the Weld Community Foundation in sponsoring the creation of this work. For information about becoming a fund holder or applying for a grant if you're a nonprofit or looking into scholarships if you're a student, head to weldcommunityfoundation.org. Make sure and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get new episodes without having to look it up. Releasing mid-September is Joy on the Tracks, and we'll be touring the Colorado Model Railroad Museum. Thanks for listening to Weld Found. <laughs>